Y'all, dude, we're live. Are you ready for this? I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> I hope they're ready. Yeah, so a uh, little backstory. Uh, Grant is awesome, if y'all didn't know. Uh, the lighting in the room is going to suck for me. You can tell his lighting is great. He's got his whole setup there uh, because he's a professional at this. Um, Grant, you know, I think we've known each other a year and a half, something like that, through Facebook. Have never, ever met in person but I'm going to berate you tonight to come to the Dragon Drive event in April, whether you want to or not. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody where they can find you, and uh, and I'll gather some stuff because what they don't know is that I've been sitting in this chair for about four minutes, so I have nothing prepared. Yeah, fair enough. I think, um, yeah, I think my first real introduction to you was you showed up in uh, Rocky Mountain Race Week 2.0 2020. And I was like, hey, look at this Grand Marquis exoskeleton. You know, it's it's the uh, Crown Vic version of Leroy. But anyway, I'm Grant Tommy. I'm, uh, my channel name is Straight Six Fan here on YouTube. That's where you can find me. But yeah, uh, I think that was my first exposure to you, Michael. And then, uh, I, you know, you popped up in one of those Facebook groups. I think soon thereafter, I was like, oh, holy crap. I know him, but I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had, I had to, uh, once I started really pushing on YouTube, I found Central States YouTuber or Central State Region YouTuber or something like that. Automotive uh, YouTubers. There you go. Because uh, that's the big thing. We want to stay automotive because, you know, that's what we're all into. We can all help each other. And uh, so obviously when I joined that, it was it was on like gangbusters. I've bothered you ever since. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I didn't think I was going to rant on anything uh, this early in the, <laughs> in the show, but... No, that's the group I founded and I started in my, the intent of it was meant to be just like, so I put a six hour radius around Kansas City and just so people can see who's in their backyard for collaborations and stuff. Because I feel like collaborations is such a great growth hack that it's all, it, and if you do it right, right, in theory, because I've, I've done some where you leave and the other guy's like, oh man, I didn't even think to pick up my camera. And it's like, well, yeah, that's kind of how it was supposed to go. Like we were supposed to like, <laughs> you know, be able to send each other footage and stuff like that. But uh, so I think as each member's added, and I think we're, we've crested 30, I think we're close to 40 members, which is a good size group. But uh -huh. uh, I just feel like, you know, the intent of me starting it was for that. I don't know that a lot of that's happened through that group, but. Yeah, sadly, first part of last year, I was like, listen, if you're within three hours of me, I'll, I'll do a collab with you. I'll bring the old truck or I'll bring the cart. And I think I did that twice. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'll blame myself on some of that because I'm with you, dude. Collaborations are definitely a great way to grow the channel. And we're going to talk about some YouTube stuff. Uh, as I said earlier, I have nothing prepared. But I figure with as much time as you've been on camera and uh, you know, you've seen some of my stuff, you know what we're going to talk about. And, uh, and so it's going to be fun. Dudes with wrenches just popped in here, said, what's up? So I'm going to say hi to him. But first, I got to thank, uh, you know, the people that made this room right here possible. Uh, first sponsor that I want to thank is Andy's Computer Repair. Without those guys, I wouldn't have the Internet out here in the shop. And I wouldn't have had the opportunity to build this room that I can almost touch wall to wall with my wingspan there. And uh, and Hawassi Tire and Lube keeps us in tires all the time. Uh, I feel bad for that guy because we're going back out again this week to get more tires for the old truck because we have crossed 3,000 subscribers. And that means a revisit to the 300 foot burnout. So we're, <laughs> we're going to try to get, if I break something this time, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be, I'm just going to stay in it and we're going to blow shit up. So, uh, and then also I want to thank the people that donated to make this room a possibility as fast as it would have. Um, I really, really appreciate these folks. We've made a post on Facebook. 
hey, we're building this. Can you help? Um, and they did. They came in in droves. And so I've got it written down over here so I can remember it. Uh, Dino Cardella, Donovan Green, Tyler Petram, Tom Stark, who just left PRI. I think I want to try to have him back on and him and Blaine to talk about their PRI experience. Matt Monroe, Big Blocks Garage, who I saw this morning. If everybody was following on Instagram, you saw the post. Uh, we're going to do a full walk around of his D100. And then Ryan Wing, Streetcar Chronicles, who's on tomorrow night as part of the 12 Pods of Christmas. And then Big Bad Daddy, the Cowboy Yankee, John Mariah. He doesn't like it when I mess that up. So, uh, you know, he gave some money. He put that in as a stipulation. I said, let's go. So uh, I will kind of explain the 12 Pods of Christmas. Basically, we're going live every day from here until the 23rd. So thank you for being the dude that kicks it off. I'm excited about that um, because you, yours and Jason's is a live stream that I watch every week uh, when, it, when you guys run two seasons a year, which is what, 16 weeks each, something like that? Yeah, so it's uh, or 18. So it's 18 on, eight weeks off, and then 18 hmm. on and eight, eight off. So it, yeah. it works out pretty nice for us. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's a great show. It, you guys have great guests. I mean, I've been on there. Uh, I was a guest host one time. I was a guest host before I was a guest. So I don't know if that says something about me, but uh, maybe it does. I don't know. So uh, Richard Edward, Dirty Panda on uh, YouTube, wants to say hi to you. And then Turtle's Garage, what's up, dude? He was also on for a quick 16. I may actually, Turtle, I may reach out to you and uh, discuss some closer to the end of uh, like 1222, 1223, about you being on for a long format like we got going on right here. Okay, enough of my blabbering. Dude, let's talk about you because that's what everybody's here <laughs> well, for. Well, just, just uh, so Turlo knows, this is uh, this is some fan mail he sent me in my hand right here. I would open it up on screen, but I probably owe him a... He's a good dude. I probably owe him yeah. a full-blown full video. But no, it's a pleasure to, to help you kick off the 12 pods of Christmas as well as uh, congrats on the 3K subscribers. Yeah, dude, it's exciting. I jumped on a couple live streams the other night, uh, one with CP the Tool Addict and Wasted Talent Fabrications. Those guys helped me get over that. Uh, I did see Danny Fatka in here. He is the reason we are doing the 12 Pods of Christmas. He sent me a message and was like, dude, what about this idea? And I was like, you're the man I'm in. <laughs> so uh, Carl Steamy's in here. I want to say hi to him. He's a fellow race weaker. So let, let's start. Dude, how long have you been a car guy? Um, so I always, the story I always tell is, uh, I owe it to, so I'm 36, born in 85 and, um, the impressionable age, you know, when we we're all buying our Lamborghini Countach posters to put on the wall in our, our bedrooms and stuff. Uh, that's about the time Tim Allen was building a 32 Ford Roadster on home improvement. And I think yes. that was the original like appeal is that's kind of what I credit to at that point in time. And then also family matters, um, Carl Winslow brings home an old cop car for him and Eddie to, to fix up. So I think there was just like this crossroads of all those things. Like, you know, I grew up in the country, so I was around tractors all the time. Like as a kid, I was always drawing tractors. So I was like, you know, motors and things like that. And, and I think that became the crossroads. And like there's another um, one of my really good friends from elementary school, his older brother restored a 68 Camaro. And it was this like it was like this midnight blue, like it was such an awesome, you know, and so if you're right. thinking about it, 1999, that's restoring a 30 year old car. So if we were restoring a 30 year old car now, it'd be a 1991 no. Thunderbird, God, right? Don't so, say it. <laughs> so um, I get, and just this appeal, like, man, that would be so cool to just build something for you. That's, that's a part of your personality. And, and I think that's kind of how I, how I got into it. 
That's cool. Dude, uh, seeing all the the comments here, I'll run through them, but I want to thank Turtles Garage for the donation. Um, I'll try and bring some of this stuff up as we go along, but uh, if everybody has noticed, I haven't posted anything on Facebook in like four days, so I had no chance. I couldn't even post to the Narcs Electric page because I was banned because I told 815 LSX Swaps I was going to punch him in the wiener when I saw him next, and they banned me for seven days. So uh, after I get off of my ban on Wednesday, I'm going to flood everybody with uh, 12 positive Christmas as we did that. Too. So, all right, so Camaro, what I wish had happened with home improvement, because I, I will turn 41 in March, so I'm like five years older than you. I wanted, I wanted more garage time with Tim Allen. I wanted more. I wanted there. I'll get I'll get the word out on Instagram for you. While hey, banned, so. Thanks, man. Uh, so I, I'm not banned on Instagram, which is the craziest thing, but I, I'm oh. definitely banned on Facebook. Okay. And it's pissed me off. And I've uh, moved a lot of this stuff, a lot of my posting to another app that we're, uh, we're going to talk about later. But uh, yeah, so I wish they had done more, you know, in the garage with the boys, you know, kind of like they could have leaned into that. I feel like a whole bunch more than what they did on home improvement. You know, the other interesting part about just that point in time and that show and all that stuff was, you know, they had like, like Boyd Coddington was a guest and they, he had that yellow, that canary yellow roadster he was building at the time. And I remember, you know, reading about that thing in Hot Rod Magazine. So that was the other part of, you know, my intro into Cardum mm -hmm. was my older brother started subscribing to Hot Rod Magazine about 97-ish. And then I subscribed to Carcraft and not, so that, that was always my obsession was, Right after and for Peterson's four wheel driving off road, so I followed Freiberger as editor from there to Carcraft, and so oh, you cool. know when I see how Roadkill blew up, it's like man, he's just re, like he's been doing this for twenty years at this point, you know, or whatever, yeah. and and so yeah, I, I'm with you. They, I think they could have, I think they could have done more um, on the the car builds and stuff, and you know, as soon as he like sold it on the show, they realized that was such a part of the show that he had to then build the what was it a forty six that he turned into convertible yep. or something but yeah yep. i'm with you yeah it, it was that was such a great show and i've watched some of his new stuff um do you follow him on youtube um i follow him on twitter for sure and then yeah. he had this this ridiculous build he was doing and i remember trying i think i watched like a one of the first videos and i was just like man this is way too far like this is in too deep that it's just not interesting to me because yeah. it's just like so like and I don't think he was doing any of the work. Like he was paying a shop to do it. And like, this is just not relatable for me. Right. So he's been building for three years, literally like his daughter goes every week and gets an update video put together from, uh, Brody, Bodie Stroud industries are building like this 32 or 34 that's EV converted and everything. And they've been on it for three years with a, a weekly video. So a lot of times I'll let it go. Like, three or four months and then I'll just cram it in. You know, I'll watch every video because they're like eight or nine minutes long. Like, oh, I need more. I need more video. You know, I need yeah. more content from it. But but uh, it's a really good build. And they go into a lot of, uh, you know, why they're building it, why they changed. They had a different, they had just a small block forward planned for it. And then they did EV and all that kind of stuff. So well, where is that shop located at, by the way? Because it's L.A. LA, okay. For some yeah. reason, I was thinking it was like somewhere like way far off, and I'm just like, I mean, this is impressive, but it's just like, I don't know. There were just a bunch of. It seemed like it was just so unrelatable when I when I watched. But. Yeah, I'm and like 
early on. Like I've watched literally every episode. It's like, oh my god, why? I watched like forty of them to begin with to catch up, you know. And the funny part is, like, it really does take that long to build that caliber of car. But like, I'm ready for some future editing now. I'm ready for like let it pile <laughs> up for three months and then let me see some videos of because it's like she'll go in and they'll have they'll have the week before made a fender and then this week they're flattening the fender. You know what I mean? Like they work yeah. on it every day, but you just don't get that far in handshake yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it does make you appreciate like I know everybody wants to say like you know you'll get the typical person or tip not typical but every mm-hmm. so often in these chats you'll get someone in chat is like just thrashing on like you know how they produce can dig it or welder up or whatever and um but it's like yeah i know like they they edit out a lot of the struggles and all the hard times that that we go through but at the same time like let's be honest who wants to watch that like which one do you think is more appealing to the masses which one do you think has more entertainment value yeah, the, yeah. The Saturday, I want to see something finished. Yeah, the Saturday that blew up on them, and like they literally, like, because we've all had those days at work where you show up, and you're like, hey, I'm going to get this, this, and this hammered out, and then something gets in the way, and you walk out from work that day, and you're like, can't believe I spent 12 hours on a on a brake line, on just routing brake lines or whatever. Like, yep. So do you really want to watch the 12-hour struggle of routing brake lines? Like, no, you want to watch the... <laughs> the whole thing come together. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, hey, Rich GT GT three fifty R. Justin Chestnuts in here. Uh, I'm meeting with him for Sick Week in February. I want to say thanks to that dude. He's going to be a great host. He just he doesn't know what I'm bringing. It's going to be. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, okay, so you know you're you're a car guy early on. Uh, what what was your first car? What did you drive first? Well, the first vehicle I drove, period, was a 1984 Ford Ranger with a 2.2 liter Perkins diesel in it. Um, Perkins? Yeah, Perkins. Uh, which it's, uh, so let me put it this way. It's zero to 60 was uh, faster than its quarter mile time. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, but uh, yeah, my first vehicle though that like I drove to school consistently was a 95 Ford F-150. With the 300 inline six, hence the name straight six fan. It, this The name straight six fan comes from like junior year in high school. That was my truck. It was, um, you know, I'm not going to like complain. My parents bought it for me. It was an old construction truck, bought it off yep. the company that my dad works for construction. So, you know, it, it was, they were putting it out to the pasture anyway. So my parents bought it off, but you know, not single cab long bed contractor special you know lowest trim level nothing that like as a high school kid you're like oh man this is it yeah you know so many ladies in this (laughs) so i just kind of like embraced that and it's like okay well it's up to me to make it cool so hence the name straight six fan it's kind of just a tribute to my first vehicle that's awesome uh yeah rich gt350r they're saying (laughs) zero to 16 17 minutes i think that might actually be you know it may have been closer to like in the 20s or 30s like i'm not even kidding (laughs) it's like oh my god come on yeah pull this hill like i i will tell and it's flat here in kansas too so when (laughs) i say pull this hill it's like it's really not a hill um But like when you wound up getting stopped at a stoplight and you were the first, you were like, oh no. It's like you wanted to be like three or four cars back, not the first one, because you could just see how you're holding traffic up. And then I, I am going. And then the other fun part about it was at some point, so it was just the truck that like it was like the last truck my dad bought for himself before he switched jobs 
to this construction company. So then he had a co company truck, you know, from there on out. Yeah. So it sat in the yard and it had like a slow oil leak. And then so, but like we didn't recognize it had a slow oil leak until it was too late. Right. So it would just smoke really ridiculously bad, like white smoke, like probably cause it's going past smoke rings kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like on a really cold morning, like when you sat there idling at, uh, at an intersection, like literally, I mean, you would just be, we were rolling coal before it was cool. You were just filling up this intersection. And then when you took it out, it, like I remember one day driving to school and seeing just two headlights, you could barely see the headlights poking out of the smoke behind you, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I, I want to say, Hey, the Mississippi hippie here. He said, uh, so the blazer he's referring to in high school, uh, I had a two door, two wheel drive, little S 10, like an 88 model or something, whatever the square body style yeah. was. And it had a V8 in it. It was a lot of fun. I did a turbo 350 swap and all this. It had three inch dual chamber flows on it, which is like a 40 series now, I think. It yeah. was so loud, just insanely loud, but it was great. It was a perfect high school rig, still open wheel. If I had known how to weld then, we'd have welded that diff up in a heartbeat. And I'd have been like Nico, who uh, popped in here. We'd have been busting seven and a half, like crazy. Uh, but he, he says, I should recreate that ride. We had actually discussed that. I think at some point in my near future, we're going to, we'll probably do a round body style, but I, I would like to do a, you know, basically copy the old truck turbo setup and throw it in something like that. Cause it's easy to get the family in and out of. So. Well, it's funny. He, he makes that comment. Cause I see uh, up a little comments, a few comments up above that is Carl steamy says he has a 95 <laughs> F-150 300. And then, so if you haven't seen my channel yet, Carl, go check it out. Cause at the number, um, I don't know, three, four episodes back, or it's probably more than that, like six. Uh, I bought back my high school truck. I found after yeah. 13 years, I sold it 13 years ago. And then, um, so like my dad got it brand new in 95 and I sold it in 2008. So it was in our family for 13 years when I let go of it, when I graduated college, cause it was $4 a gallon gas summer that year. <laughs> yep. Um, so I sold it before I took my first job. This other guy wound up living in the County that we eventually moved to. He kept it for 13 years and then he found me because of YouTube and, uh, I bought back my original, my original truck. So um, Dude, that's great. And so in that video you had, you guys had another truck like that, right? And you were kind of moving some parts around. Is that right? Yeah. So then that becomes like two, two or three episodes further down the line. Um, my, my parents did the same thing for my little brother, bought another company truck off of the, <laughs> the construction company. <laughs> it was a 94 F-150. And when I saw the condition that mine was in, I was like, man, it makes way more sense. Instead of like swapping body panels off of mom and dad's truck onto that one, it makes way more sense to swap the good interior parts into my mom and dad's truck and, and other miscellaneous stuff. Um, so yeah, it just made more sense back. I just came back from mom and dad's today. I yanked the headliner out of their truck. I'm going to reholster that for them for Christmas. And um, yeah, so it's been a, it's a donor parts truck for their, their other truck right now. That's cool. So what's the plan for your truck then? Eventually just go crazy with it. The plan from no, <laughs> The plan is, is just to yank the motor out of it, and um, I'll probably let the cat out of the bag here because I guess the nobody's been, watching, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean like because the crossover, like if you made it here, you get the inside scoop. I've been yeah. keeping it pretty uh, tight-lipped on my channel because I'm always afraid of like just something won't pan out, mm -hmm. and then I hyped up this thing up for everybody, and then they're <laughs> let down when it doesn't happen. But so I want to <laughs> yank the motor out, and I want to do a build very akin to that power nation build where they turbocharged it and got 
500 horsepower and 600 yeah. foot pounds of torque. Yeah. I probably won't replicate it exactly, but you know, I'm thinking it'll be a probably 350 minimum 350 horsepower build, 450 foot pounds torque. And I want to yes. build a rat rod around that motor. So my first rat rod that I build will be built the mo the you know heart and soul of it will come from my first vehicle. And I want oh, to yank it awesome. like like the it's got an 8.8 rear in it, so I'd like to yank that. And it's a track lock with 355 gears. So things like that. Like, I want to harvest as many parts as I can off of my first truck to build my mm -hmm. first rat rod. Oh, there you go. That's cool. Dude, I dig that. That's a that's neat. So that, that kind of explains the straight six-fan stuff. What does that mean as far as channel? Like, what? Uh, like are you going to lean more into some six-cylinder? Yeah, so that's – um, if I'm – five-year plan, 10-year plan, calling it, like, I got to the point, well, so, let me back up. Yeah, let's tell them about Low Fairmont, and then we'll go well, that that weaves in there, that weaves in there yeah. together, so, I kind of got into it when I was telling you where the name came from in high school, it just meant to embrace, like, the um, build what you got mentality, that mm. car craft, like, yeah, the 95 long bed, single cab two-wheel drive wasn't like first preference but just build what you got like make it as cool as possible so that spun into what i call offbeat hot rodding so it's not like your again first choice it's not like uh class a or even class b sometimes if we're talking building the class c thing right so that's yeah. what straight six fans about and that's what my channel's about and yes project low fairmont was meant to be everybody probably most people in this chat probably know it's a fox body so the appeal is that to find a car in the shape that it was in at that era for 1800 bucks like it was in a pretty sweet condition for 1800 bucks you would never find a 79 mustang with a 302 in it in in that same condition for 1800 bucks so that's what project low fairmont was and everybody knows like obviously there's a ton of five liter uh era mustang guys build it so like finding used parts made it um an accessible a cheap easy build and that's mm -hmm. what i was trying to show like if you don't have you know everybody wants to i know you'll probably mention ls swap at some point but <laughs> if you don't have the uh, capabilities to do a motor swap where you're at like that's what the build is supposed to be about to show you how cool you can make a car that you don't you don't have to pull the motor like that's what straight six fan was i I didn't like that I had an inline six in my F-150, but I, it was impractical as a high schooler to pull the motor and put a V8 in. Um, that's what Project Low Fairmont was all about, doing it on a budget. And, um, you know, we didn't get into... I did a head swap, which it's like, you're not really touching internals, quote-unquote, at that point, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's But it's a little higher level than bolt-on. So that's what yeah. that build was meant to be all about. Yeah, that I love that build because... I say it so many times, and I've told Dirty Panda this a bunch, Richard, that, like, just do it. Just get it running. Freiburger says it. It don't have to be right just running. Just just get it. Have some fun. Because how many people have you seen, like, that car is a great example of someone wants to build something fast. Okay, I'm going to put it like this because, like, fast is a relative term. Fast to me is I can leave a stoplight and do burnouts. Like that's fun. It sounds good. The car, you know, it sounds good. It's fast. It's fast. Spins the tires probably runs like a 14 five, right? But it'll do a hundred and it'll stop. So, but how many guys have bought that car 
and have seen somebody that made a thousand horsepower out of a turbo LS in the Fairmont. And they're like, I got to have that. I got to have the thousand horsepower uh, LS swapped Fairmont. Now, to take a small block Ford to that kind of power, you're going to, it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah Kansas. Yeah. Uh, he, he's uh, closer to Kansas City, I would say, than Wichita. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, but how many times has somebody got that car home, pulled the motor out, and then the car sits for two years while they gather parts? Really, it means lose interest. And then they sell it, and it's got no motor and trans because they sold it immediately to fund their LS swap. And then they never finish it. Oh, man, we're going a different direction. I lost interest. I don't have the money. Yeah. You know, when the whole time they could have been driving that car, hit it with a hundred shot as you leave the stop sign and do a big burnout while you gather parts. Like, yeah. So that's what I like about your channel. That's what I liked about that build for sure. It was just kind of leaning into that. Uh, you know, you can do this. And the car sounded great. And it did good burnouts. Like, yeah, what else thanks. do you need? Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. Like, I, what I also love about it, if you watch Engine Masters a lot, like, I think it's the, I want to say it was spawned off of one of those uh, Motor Home 440 episodes, but um, Dulcich, I think, I think it was Dulcich, talks about, like, well, what's the number one problem with this era motor? It's like, it's got a crappy camshaft and it's got low compression. And that's exactly what my car is. So, like, so where would you attack it first to pick up more horsepower? Well, where it's at its weakest, like the low compression side or the camshaft. And I chose, I didn't put a camshaft in. It still has the, <laughs> if I if looked up the cam specs again, I mean, it's just like, really? They, like that, That's just, no like, lift at all. It's like, round. Of, yeah, it's like, they shoved a log in there. Like, <laughs> you know, but uh, the GT40P head swap, um, you know, I, I tried finding compression calculators to do it, but uh, I never found a good solid one where I knew exactly what I was doing. But I, I suspect I moved it up from, uh, uh, I think it was, I want to say it's eight, four to one stock that we've probably at least crested. Like, I suspect it's right around nine, a nine to one compression now. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you haven't watched my videos, it went from a 12 second zero to 60 car to a basically eight second flat. So after I was done. I mean, think, think about how much faster you made that car for relatively low money. And uh, is that car still for sale or have you sold it? It is. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. So it, it is for sale or it is sold? It's, it's for sale. Yeah. Yes. I have uh, potentially one person come to look at it this week. But uh, nice. yeah, haven't had, well, you know, I've had the gamut of the usual, the oh, any no. trades. No. I'll trade it no. with cash is usually yeah. what, I, uh, is what yep. I usually reply. And then yeah, uh, I don't need your broke down junk. Please stay away. And then I had the other one was like, uh, you know, asks a simple question. So I always reciprocate on these things. Like if you gave me a worthwhile question, I'll give you a worthwhile answer. If you gave me a two word question, I'll give you a two word answer. Is, is how I handle those things. And one was like, is it a 302 car? Yes, it is. Would you take 4,000 for it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's like yeah. really like that your conversation starter you got right into the negotiating after this the first answer you know and and then i always respond back to people it's like look there's you know i'll be honest about it and i, I say it on my channel if you watch all my videos you know i basically spent right at five thousand dollars like yep. that's it and i'll be transparent about that if i get my money out of it great if i don't i'll just keep it longer yeah. is, is kind of my approach and so I, i'll be i'm up front with everybody that yeah, there's wiggle room in that price, and uh, but I always say like, 
if you negotiate here in messenger before you come out and look at it like just know that once you show up you've waived your right to negotiate further and right so it's like i would prefer you rather come out and look at it first and we do it in person you know and that usually turns people around pretty quickly yeah everybody's running through their uh their comments here uh 815 interned that's <laughs> does that mean you're interested like i'm sure it's about messages uh got any more pictures oh god yeah i put 14 on the listing I mean, come on. and this this one's my favorite still available like what? yeah 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 if it's up it's there and then carl steamy hits the nail on the head that guy don't have four grand usually yeah yep Oh, well, man, and I, get, then, I get paid on Friday. Can I can I bring some money then? No, bro, you can send me some money right now, and I'll hold it till Friday. But it ain't getting back to you. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been it hasn't been too bad yet. I've just you know really gotten kind of one of each. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no duplicates yet. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's a really nice car. The interior on that car is so cool. It's like a like a houndstooth seat, right? Like that's the seat. yeah, close to. It's more yeah. plaid, but yeah, I can see where you where you get that sensation if you're not looking like close right up. on it. That's cool. If in I fair, had been, if I had been thinking about, it, I would have brought up some pictures, but I didn't. There, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who? There. Somebody in here needs to own that. Dude, Justin, if you buy this, I'll drive it to you. I is so I would love that it goes to another YouTuber, like honestly, because yeah. it'd be fun to just watch. Okay, I took it to a certain point, you know, and this yeah. was my take on it, but this see just the history, you know. Yeah. Like one of the cool things too, when I was redoing the interior on it, it was just the headliner and carpet, really. But you know, so I pulled the seats out, and when I pulled the passenger seat out, that's where I found the original build sheet tucked in the under springs in the underside. So I, I put it back when I put it back in, but it was really cool that's to. Cool unfold it you know and try to find out all the information about it and um so it rolled off the assembly line in may of 1977 and i was getting really excited because my parents got married in may of 1977 so i was like oh. i was like how cool would it be if it was like the same day like yeah. you know but it wasn't if it was <laughs> i'd probably be keeping it for sure at that. <laughs> i mean that's pretty close though like dude that's you end up randomly where did you find that car it was up the road um in leavenworth kansas uh oh, cool. So that's where my wife works and every once a week I'd go work out there. And then we went to just on a random Saturday, we went to, a um, cause it's, it was further up than where I would ever drive. We went to a, like farmer's market and I was like, wait a second. That's, that's like ideal. And it's funny cause I, I, um, I'd been saving up money for a project car for quite some time. And I'd put together this list of 10 criteria that was like, I, I so I am a Ford guy at heart, and yet I always wanted to do a Fairmont, but it yeah. wasn't like I was dead set on it. it. Had to be a Ford Fairmont. I was just looking for. I have this obsession with the OPEC era car, um, just because they're overlooked, and I feel like it's another one of those things. Because my brother had a '77. I see the comment. Um, yeah. Nova, at, in cool. high school. So I kind of have this affection for like it's this lost era of cars that I feel like are in good shape because nobody like. Yeah molested them five times over like a 69 camaro yeah and so and their rear wheel drive v8 cars whereas you know when i was in high school you know early 2000s like the 80s and 90s were so dominated by front wheel drive like you just didn't really yeah. have much to choose from so like i just love these big body it, and i think they're just a circumstance of their time it, um the engineers just kind of flipped out and just took the path of least resistance just to solve the yeah 
the problems that the government was putting on them. And so the, like the grotesque bumpers were just the, like they weren't thinking through how to make them look good. And like, they just like, we, we gotta like, okay, this is the rule. We gotta meet the rule. So here, you know, and yeah. same thing with the motors. It's like, uh, uh so we got these, got, what do we do with this 454? Oh, give it like seven to one compression, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. they Listen, were like, we, we need another two miles a gallon. What do we do? Yeah. Man, throw like a 273 gear in the back. Yeah. And, Drop the compression two points. So, so I'm, I'm, I go look at the car. Actually, I actually chickened out on buying the car. I went and test drove it and it like stalled, like, like, you know, the carb probably just wasn't set up right and it just like fell on its face and stalled and it, uh, had like the, the drains were, were clogged in the door. And so I could hear water sloshing around in the door and I'm just like, oh gosh, this thing's got to be like, like something's got to be seriously wrong with this car. So I walked away from it actually. But I went back and I, I, I sent it through my matrix, which said if, if the car was going to score an 8 out of 10 or above, it was like, you shouldn't walk away from it. If it was a 7 out of 10, I'd have to think about it, you know, a little yeah. further kind of thing. But this thing basically scored either a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. It's like, dude, what are you? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's in the budget. Bring it on. Yeah. So, well, it was, I think he had it listed at, this is the best negotiating I've ever done in my life. It was listed at 2200 I walked away from the car we had to go on a family vacation and I was at, the guy reached out to me while I was on vacation and was like, Hey, if I dropped it to 1800, would you be interested? I was like, I'll be there on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, listen, nobody has looked at this thing. Uh, do you want it? Please come get it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, 815. Yes. Uh, PRI 2022. Yeah, we are going. I hate that I missed it this year with as many people as went and all the fun. It looks like everybody had, 815 has a full video on his, his uh, one day there. So it's PRI is a blast. And then Dudes with Wrenches says he's in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, because everyone drove 60s and 70s cars to high school. Uh, new stuff was 80s in high school. I think he's around our same age. Oh, yeah, he says I'm the same age as Grant. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the majority of what people were driving at my high school. Um, I was graduated with like 225-ish. I would say a lot of people had 90s cars, yeah, 80s to 90s cars. But yeah, I graduated high school in 03, and I probably actually had one of the newer cars as a 95. You know, so like yeah. in 2001, I but you know it had 138 thousand miles on it, and the bed was beat to crap. You know, so yeah, yeah. That, I- I think we had a good mix. We had a lot of uh, street cars. We had a bunch of Fox Body Mustangs and the Blazer I drove and things. We did a lot of street racing back then. That was, and I graduated in '99, so same kind of stuff. Late '80s, early '90s stuff. I'm trying to think of the the coolest cars I can remember. People in my class. One guy had a probably like a 2001 S10 that he lowered, but it was the lo- the lowest uh, like trim level, but four yeah. cylinder, five speed, but it's still pretty cool. You know, that like, well, I'm trying, maybe it's more like a 99 because it had the the headlights with that kind of like recessed in, but they had the kind of 80, like 80 Malibu, like corner blinker style look thing. Um, and then a, a Mark 8. Someone had a Mark 8 and he, oh, he was man. like kind of a computer nerd guy, <laughs> but he was into cars too. So, but he was doing all these like hacks. Like I remember he, because the mufflers were on the very end, you know, like mm-hmm. right at the tailpipe. And he just drilled holes and the, the tail end of his muffler. Like, 
to make it louder. <laughs> yes. And then he figured out how to like you know wire the airbags to de- deflate them. So he lowered it and he did something like he did like all these kind of hack job things. And that's was, awesome. Th- that dude now so builds two hundred thousand dollar cars or something crazy. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, Carl Stevie said his high school car was the AMC Ambassador, <laughs> four wheel birth control. That's hilarious. That's pretty uh, good. Yeah, Nico had an 88 T-top Camaro. Oh, man, 305 TBI. Whew. And he graduated in two, 2008. So he, he probably had the oldest car at school. And then uh, Dudes with Wrenches drove a 72 GMC with six-inch lift. That's pretty cool. There was um, just recently, like, if the Fairmont was sold, it actually probably be actually really hard for me to pass this up. One of my friends sent me a marketplace listing here locally for a like a 1980 AMC, uh, is it Sprint or Spirit? I always get it. It's basically the next generation of the uh, of the Gremlin. Like they rebranded the Gremlin in like 1980, yeah. but it was super clean, just like my Fairmont was. And it's got the, of course, the AMC inline six in it. And it's like, actually, this is what I this is what I do to that car. Is this? Yes, that looks good, dude. This was like my just saying a YouTuber, wrencher, and artist. <laughs> yep. I mean that's you know, Chip Foose. That's was kind of my dream job always was to be that yeah, guy. Awesome. You know, draw it, build it, drive it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Justin said he had a sixty six C ten in high school. That's what I started driving was the old truck. And then eight one five who has uh who LS swaps every Mustang he has now. I had a four cylinder eighty five that caught fire in the parking lot. So that's that's always a great way to be known. Oh, you're the guy that the car burned down to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, Danny, oh, wow, 68 Dodge Dart. That's cool. Uh, yeah, dudes with wrenches that drove 76 Gremlin. Wow. I, speaking of Gremlins, I love, I don't know who it is, but they. I think they bought a, it's like this metallic green, gold wheels. I don't know if you've seen this build, but they they also cut the front fenders up and they moved the f- fender well like up, like it just like really changes the proportions. And they I think it's roads they got a roadster shop chassis that uh, from a Mustang, and then they like shortened yeah. it to fit the wheelbase. And this yes. thing's just an autocrossing beast, so it's like that's one of my cool. all-time favorite cars. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find that. Then that sounds that's that's right up my alley. I kind of like that. I'm a big uh, pro touring dork. Like that's everything. If I'm building it, it's got to have you know no smaller than 17s on it, and it's small sidewalls and you know good suspension. Yep, big big brakes, big wheels, yep. big brakes. Yep, turns, corn. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. What would be your uh, like? Uh, I don't want to say I, dream dream build, but like, what would be something that you're like, yes, that's what I want to build. Yeah, that's a good way to say it because it's like you just catch me on which week, which way I'm going to answer oh, yeah. that because, yeah. uh, yeah, like, like I said, I've got this sketchbook full of ideas. I mean, this is my 70 or 81 Trans Am ideas, you know, and I think there's a Plymouth Volare in here. Um, yes. So, but yep. being the, the Ford guy that I am, like if I, so if, you know, someone's like, look, you only get one more chance to build something. It'd probably wind up being a Ford, but, like I always pictured myself for the family cruiser, I'd want like a sixty six, sixty seven. Um, I can't ever get the body name right. I can't keep the 
but basically the Fairlane, but the wagon version. Yeah. So jet black, you know, slammed, of course, uh, yes. maybe like a coyote in it. Um, if it's just to have a something different muscle car, it's probably going to be a Torino and it's probably going to be older. I get the more I like the 68s than I once thought, yeah. but I also like the 72 again, offbeat hot rodding. I like the 72, yep. uh, like fast fishing mouth, uh, <laughs> Torinos, <laughs> uh, so cool, I, man. but, but then I also like, you know, when we get further in the seventies, I'd love to do a, a comet or a, a Maverick just, you know, that's, it's probably one of those three cars if I could only build one. Yeah, that's the good thing. You got plenty of time. You can build as many as you want. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So why why did you start recording for YouTube? Uh, what have you learned over your however long you've been YouTubing? I mean, I think I followed you for, you know, like I said earlier, 18 months, two years, something like that. Um, so it was a coworker of mine, um, that got me into it at the time I was doing podcasting. I was, had a college football podcast and he was asking me if there was any way I can monetize that or if I made money at that. And I said, well, no, not really. I mean, I had some sponsors that helped me cover the operating costs and, um, yeah. I just exchanged like live reads for their, for their money, you know? And, uh, so he started telling me about, he was, did YouTube his uh, channels Greg's Garage and it actually kind of blew up and became something pretty big. But um, so he kind of got me into it and I had again been saving up money for a project car. So this was leading up to the Fairmont. But for the first maybe almost three years, I don't know. I was building a. It, it was also a point to force me to have projects, right? And yeah. uh, so my first build on the channel was my Rat Rod Radio Flyer wagon, which is a it's a go-kart that I built out of a radio flyer wagon. It's got a five horse Briggs in the front and, uh, like, uh, I beam front suspension and, uh, all sorts of jack shafts and (laughs) chains everywhere to get, get it all the way to the back. But, uh, that's, that's kind of the, uh, origins of my channel is the building the go-kart. And, um, it was just kind of leading up to it. Cause the other thing was I didn't have a lot of space in my garage. It's like, well, what I was a, done with excuses at that point in my life and ready to start just getting my hands dirty and fabricating yeah. and learning how to do things. And so, yep. Rat rod radio flower was the start. Yeah, man, that's cool. And then, I mean, you, your viewership is always growing. I always look over there and it's like, you, your stuff just keeps easing up. It's so awesome. I mean, it's cause you put out good content, you go cool cars. And I really like the, the offbeat hot riding thing, because I think as we move forward, uh, in the, hot rod world people will start seeing like it's what happened to my old truck so for a long time nobody knew the underpinnings of that first gen c10 were the same as the square bodies and the 67 to 72 so nobody messed with those trucks and i I liked that part of it because you could pull into a parking lot and everybody's like oh damn that's a different truck how'd you lower it and you're like well it's the same thing as a regular c10 they're like oh well then you know fast forward four or five years later and now like you know, that, that body style had a big resurgence and a lot of people built them over the couple of years. And now everybody's kind of trying to find their own offbeat. You know, they yeah. don't want to be, they want to be different. That, that's cool, man. I, I, I like that. Well, and I think that also, you know, like in high school, running around with my friends who were car guys too, like we'd go to just backyard burgers at the time. I don't know if they have those down in Arkansas, but they always yeah. had cruisins. That was the cruising place. And then at some point though, you get burnt out on going to car shows. He's like, okay, I've seen it, 
enough, you know, 66 Mustangs, 69 Camaros, 69 yep. Novas, uh, the A bodies, you know, like, yeah, I don't know if you remember Car Guy and Six Fan Show. I think it was, man, it may have been the start of last year. We did like, um, I was poking fun at like the when you go to baseball games, like the hot dog relish mustard race. But we were doing it with GMA bodies that weren't Chevelles. Like, I'm way more interested in, you know, a Cutlass or a Skylark than I am a Chevelle. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're good looking cars, but it's like I would rather be the guy who stands out because I'm rolling up in a, a, you know, Buick Skylark than, yeah. than a Chevelle. Well, and that's one thing, you know, having patina is our, it's a big deal, you know, and, what ends up happening is if you are parked next to a car that is that, you know, uh, a level car and you're next to it with the same ish body style, but maybe not quite as nice. I guarantee you, you're going to talk to more people than that dude that has a really nice car because people are like, Oh, I can attain that. I can build that, you know, when yeah. they may not be able to, but they, they feel like at the, you know, the offbeat stuff. And plus there's a lot of folks like, Oh man, so and so, I know, I knew had that car in, in then, you know, and I think that's just what makes it so much more fun. There's a lot of times where people don't remember that their friend had a, you know, '68 Camaro or a '66 Mustang and things like that. Like they just knew they had them. They that was it. But you know, somebody that had like a Fairmont with a you know, healthy 302, people are going to remember that. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the other, like, I honestly, if it's not a YouTuber that buys my Fairmont, I hope it's like a high school kid because I think it's the right amount of like, it's not going to get them into trouble kind of yep. like, but fast and fun. And like, you know, those good burnouts. So yeah, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, that's like so many people on Facebook now miss that because they, they see all these 800 horsepower builds and they're like, I got to make 800 to be cool and all that stuff. Dude, 400 wheel horsepower, a big converter and just do dumb burnouts, man. Like, and have fun, you know, build an yeah. 800 horsepower setup as your second project car but the first one it doesn't have to be that like like drive around in something that's uh 400 wheel for a while it's it's a lot of fun so mike you had asked earlier about like um you know six six cylinder builds in the future and we kind of like we kind of went around that and came back we're, you, i think we're coming. wait you, you mean i squirreled <laughs> no no, 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 on, no we both did like because it was like well I mean, really, it was a crossroads. It's like, do you go left and talk about the Fairmont, or do you go right and talk about the upcoming turbo inline six build? Or yeah. Um, but I have thought about it for long term. Like the five year, seven year plan is to mm -hmm. like, what if from this point forward, like every build I do is only like, only has a six cylinder in it. Like, and yeah. I, I would not, you know, I would not uh, pigeonhole myself into inline sixes either. Like, you know. What if I stuffed a 2.7 liter EcoBoost into an, another Fairmont down the road? No, or like a Mercury yeah. Box uh, Fox uh, Mercury Cougar or something, you know? Like I always thought, you know, I'm wearing a Turbo Buick Turbo V6 shirt, right? So yeah. taking like a new 3.5 uh, EcoBoost or 2.7 and throwing it in, like, so what would, you know, if we could rewrite history, what if, you know, if so Buick comes out with the Turbo V6 and then the Ford's like, well, screw them. I'm going to put two turbochargers on a 3.5 liter and stuff yeah. it in, you know, this, this LTD, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I love resto mod stuff. I love the taking today's technology and throwing it in yeah. yesterday's, you know, platform. And oh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like sure. to the point we were talking about, like going to the car shows and seeing the same time, eight times over all the LS swaps. Like if I could get someone to stop and look at my car and even ask, 
so what what is this you know like i feel like i would take way more pride in that than the person who just kind of pokes in at the the second camaro yeah (laughs) but yep yeah and dude so you talk about the two seven uh robert lee who owned nwa streetworks him and i had talked about doing the two seven in a uh i don't know it was rear wheel drive 80s car and just for that reason, uh, no, no, sorry. It was an SN95 Mustang. We had talked about it because, like, it would be so different, but it would be so lightweight. And those motors are good for 400, 450, pretty easy with yeah. a good turbo. Like, why, you know, why not? Uh, yeah, like, it's basically bolt-on. Well, like, the so the interesting thing, the two sevens, they're like the 2.3 EcoBoost in, in our Mustang that we have. There's no exhaust manifold. The heads are shaped to where the turbo flange bolts right to the head. Oh, wow. And so the two sevens are like that. So, and I think I want to say the two sevens are the, the tighter, like, um, you know, degree V. Mm-hmm. So think about how like tight and compact those things would be like, and throw that into like a Pinto or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, I like that kind of stuff. That's, that's my jam. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yep. Aluminum blocks too, you know, like they'd be stupid light. Yeah. And like that car, your weight bias isn't going to be crazy, you know, and something small like that. And you, you know, again, 400 horsepower, that's, you know, that's a bunch. Yeah. Because what, what do you think the Fairmont makes now? 300? <laughs> My older brother is asking me this exact same question. So no, no, I don't think it makes 300. <laughs> In short. So the factory, I was telling him, I was like, well, you know, I've seen anywhere from it list factory numbers listed at 139 horsepower to 141, anywhere between 139 and 141, right? So, um, oh, that's crazy low. And so, assuming, well, the torque numbers were pretty decent. I think the yeah. torque was like mid 200s, like 240 or something, or 260 maybe. Um, so, I feel like with everything I did to it, disabling the smog equipment, uh, porting the stock intake, a little bit bigger carb the new GT40P heads, and then I I, um, I ported the exhaust side of those. It's got full BBK headers. It's got a full exhaust all the way back. Between all that, like I feel like I remember when people were just putting GT40P heads on the, the fuel-injected 5 liters. A lot of them were always saying, like, that's good for 40 horsepower. Just yeah. I mean, that's, that's 40 horsepower all day long. So knowing that my starting point's not the same as a roller block EFI motor, like, I don't think the heads are just worth 40 horsepower, but when you right. add that whole composite together, I feel like it's probably a 50 horsepower combination, I think. Yep. So if I had to like, you know, well, this is exactly what I'm doing. Just yeah. calling my own shot because I have, no one can prove me wrong or right without a <laughs> dyno, right? I would call it 191 horsepower at the crank and, you know, maybe 300 foot pounds of torque. is. That's cool. How much, so it was probably a 273 gear car to start with right yeah it was either yeah. 273 or they actually had a even lower or higher oh my which god it, it was like at 247 oh can you imagine how shitty that car would be it, i <laughs> like, explained when go back and watch my zero to 60 of bit bone stock and i explained it to my older brother yesterday it's like it was like the sensation of you know when you're driving a golf cart and you just mash the gas and you take <laughs> off in a golf cart that was the <laughs> sensation that the fairmont was because it was yeah. so quiet mash the gas is like just like this smooth like hey but we're gonna take our time yep but now 70 to 100 it was probably felt pretty fast you know or or 50 to 70 you know uh that's one good thing about the gears like that but i will say 
a lot of guys. So I had a buddy, Aaron Mick in high school, that had a notch uh, Fox body, and it's 302. Same, same basic setup as yours. Um, it had an E303 cam. And he did. He went from a 273 to a 373, and we thought he had lit the world on fire. It was like this is the fastest car ever because, like, it just had serious acceleration change. If I could change one thing about the Fairmont, I'd love to have a T5 in it because it's yeah. got 327s now. I put a Lincoln Mark 7 uh, rear end in it, so it's got oh, an 8.8 cool. 327 gear track lock, uh, rear disc brakes on it, and um, it yeah it's it's kind of screaming when you're going about like it's obnoxious at past 65 like 70 i can tolerate 72 miles an hour but yeah i think if i had a five speed in that overdrive like it would be just yeah. it'd be like the perfect combo so that's awesome what, what trans is in it now it's a c4 yeah that's right i, I found that uh gremlin i was talking about earlier so um, oh my god that's gorgeous that's the yeah. So think about yeah. like what the Pinto equivalent of this would be with that two seven. <laughs> yes. Eco boost. Yes. Yeah, that down makes, and and can handle and like small turbos and yeah. some spools. Uh, it, Nico says three pedals for the wind. Yes, he is correct, hundred uh, percent. He drives a violent small block Chevrolet um, Malibu. That car is so cool. Malibu. Oh, I just screwed it up. It's not a Malibu either. Maybe it is. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been too much, too much time. I need to have him back on too. Tell some funny stories. He's hilarious. Um, all right. So that kind of gets us through the Fairmont. You got some other pride to Fairmont and the truck, uh, but you've got also a Tacoma, right? Yep. Yeah. That's my daily uh, single cab, four wheel drive, four cylinder, five speed Tacoma. And it's a uh, stupid reliable. So pretty hard to beat. Yeah. With two inch lift, um, rough country struts and, uh, the jba upper control arms on it so yeah honestly if if you know all things go the way i want hopefully somebody who watches this show either right now or, or later and wants to buy my fairmont that'd be great yeah. uh oh, free up some i, I wish streetcar chronicles would he has a great channel he's on tomorrow night too yeah yeah that would be uh it would look so rad next to the malibu he's got dude. i is it his malibu like the 78 to 83 body yeah. cell because yeah that's the, i love those cars just as much as the fairmonts you know, like yeah. i yeah yep g bodies yeah. are pretty awesome obviously i wouldn't be wearing this shirt if i didn't like <laughs> like g bodies but yep I, what's what's interesting so let's let's stay on the um future of hot riding for a second do you think we'll see more um as guys my age uh, or as younger guys, you know, low younger thirties, do you think those guys will do more two, seven, three, five EcoBoost swaps? Do you, do you think we'll see more of that or do you think it'll stay LSLT and Cowdy? Um, well, I would, or I'd even lean, I would probably say, um, the LS and maybe Ford's Godzilla more than Coyote actually, because, um, what Ford's doing a poor job of is, making their motors swappable it's the brains behind them that's making it really difficult and out of reach and stupid expensive um fat fender garage is another youtube channel i don't know if you've seen his stuff but i like his work he does a lot of ford builds and they did a, they put like one of those raptor 3.5 ego boosts in like a ford ranger and uh but they were just saying like Man, it's just stupid difficult the getting yeah. the like if you don't have the dashboard, like someone once basically it sounds like hyperbole, but it's pretty close to being true. Like if you don't have the dashboard 
to go along with your motor, you're like almost screwed because of all the things that are so interconnected with. And so I would say push rod motors are always going to be to answer your question. I, I think it's going to be hard to overcome the dual overhead cam scene still has a long ways to go to yeah. be more accessible. Well, and just because of the size too, you know, you start talking about putting a, you know, a four valve in a, in a Fox body. I mean, like that you have, you literally have no room after that. You know, yeah. it's, it's obviously doable. Coyotes have been in Fox bodies for, you know, as long as they've been out, but like, there's just no space. You know, you're not, you're not going to, change a set of header gaskets at the track on that car you know it's just there's no room the, the flip side to that conversation though is like that's why it's appealing to me is because it it's easier to be a pioneer or or you could potentially be the person i want to i'd rather be the person starting the, the trend than jumping in on the trend after tw it's been going for 12 years right yeah so yeah for sure and it would be really cool to pop the hood on something that everybody's going to be like, oh man, here's another turbo LS and you pop the hood and it's some twin turbo EcoBoost, you know, I, I think that would be really, that'd be a lot of fun. And, you know, we have a 2.3 in the, a 2.3 Lima in the MG and we had discussed swapping to a later model 2.3 uh, from like a wrecked Mustang or something like that, just because you end up with, you know, 30 years, 40 years of technology gain by doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I mean, even if for, for whatever reason, my Fairmont, I'm holding on to it longer. Like, it even crossed my mind. I, we, I love our 2.3 liter EcoBoost Mustang. And I was like, man, I think that'd even be a cool swap. Like, yeah, I don't like how four cylinders sound. I mean, I'll, I, I, <laughs> in, but. Yeah, you just need more, you need more turbo. That's all you need uh for a second there okay uh, you, you just need more turbo noise for yeah four basically to sound good <laughs> yeah well for anything it doesn't matter like the answer is always more turbo so. yeah yeah i popped the hood so i took the old truck to a uh, uh, cars and coffee yesterday morning and there it was like for four-wheel drive overlanding stuff but we were wrapping up our toy drive and so i'm parked in the back you know hood is kind of cracked about this much just where you can kind of see the turbo and uh and all these people are talking and I was like, oh yeah, it's a you know VS Racing seventy eight seventy five, and they were like, oh man, that's a huge turbo, and I was like, ah uh, no, no, it's small. Look at it, it's very tiny, you know. And the guys were like, man, yeah, but you know, and so they were talking about all these factory cars with you know fifty millimeter factory turbo. I'm like, I guess it is kind of big, but it needs more turbo noise, you know. Just yeah. everything <laughs> needs more. Like it's it doesn't spool out enough, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually have a loaner truck right now, and I think it's a two seven. And I could not get it to make the the fun turbo noises. Uh, yeah, I think I, you have to take a vacuum line off or something. That's always a good way to do it. Just pull the vacuum lines from the wastegates. That'll work every time. <laughs> uh, so let's talk EV swaps because everybody's kind of talking about it here in the uh, in the chats. Eight one five brought it up. He had a picture on his Instagram of some of the EV swaps that were at PRI. Uh, I, I feel like the kids that are right now that are 12 and 13 and 15, I think that's going to be a big deal when they're like 25 and 30 because of the acceleration that they, that you can get with an EV setup. Yeah. It's a whole different sensation for sure. I've ridden in a Tesla and it's a, <laughs> it's insane. 
Yes. Uh, Jonathan Montgomery has one and he was like, man, you got to ride this thing. I'm like, Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. And so we went behind on this little side road and like eye blistering hundred dollars on the dash, grab it. If you can get, you know, type stuff, that car was fast. And then you just, you hit the brakes, they stop and you turn it. I something. think the kids you're talking about, they're say 14, 15. It'll be interesting to see what they're like. Cause I know I've got like kids of some of my cousins who, you know, they might be second year in college right now. Like I remember his dad saying, my cousin saying, yeah, we bought a, like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to drive. He just would rather stay at like his, his socializing is, you know, being on the headset playing call of duty yep. or whatever. Yep. So he has no reason to really get out and go. He's like, we, we bought him a brand new like JK and he's still just like, yeah, I don't, yep. I don't want to drive. And so, I would actually think, and just think about the kids like I'm in my welding class with who are like graduating high school, like a guy just, uh, he had a hole in the exhaust of his Panther and he was welding up, uh, like a dump out the side <laughs> like under the, the passenger door. And I'm like, I think if you're into cars, I think you're, I don't know. I, I think it would be interesting to figure out what the 14, the kids who can't drive yet, but are into cars. Like I was back yeah. in you know, reading my car crafts, what they would be into long-term yeah. when, by the time they're our age, I think that's really interesting. Cause I, I would suspicion that cause I think I'm close to your opinion, uh, Mike on, on EVs. Like I'm kind of in between, like, I don't, I don't hate them and I'm not going to fight them and, yeah. but I don't like love them. I'm not convinced they're the, the best next solution. Like they are a solution to yeah. the problem that we have, but I don't think they're the only solution yeah. And so I just feel like if you're a car guy, I think fast forward 20 years, you're probably still into gas. I think there's a good chance you're just as likely to be into the gas stuff or diesel stuff as you are EV. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. And it's funny. Everybody, like you talk about a 20 year thing. You're like, man, we're going to be so far ahead in 20 years. And then it's like, we're still fucking around with 79 Ford Fairmonts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> or another way to say is like this this loaner truck we have so it's got you know this 10 speed transmission that's supposed to be the bee's knees and it's got yeah. this supposed to be the super light um aluminum block v6 that is supposed to be a lot lighter but makes the same power and we got on the way down and back to wichita this weekend we got 17 and a half miles to the gallon my 95 f-150 with the 300 which keep in mind was actually the the heaviest motor of that era of truck it was heavier yes. than the v8s yeah and with my five speed i got i would i probably would have got seven you know in its prime when it was tuned yep. fuel injectors were clean everything like i was probably the same mileage i was getting back then and it's like what have we done yep. as an industry if that's 25 year difference between, or right, am I doing my math right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 25 in years in, in yeah. my suspicion to that, or my, my hypothesis to why we haven't gotten any better at it is everything's so bloated. Yeah. Like if you took the cab of my truck, like if you took that same power plant and put it in my truck, I bet you it would get 22 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Well, I guess the only difference between those two, this is unfair because one's a four by four, one's two wheel drive. But point is, I think the, there's so much crap we shove in these trucks now that, you know, all the cabs are bigger and that's nicer and everything, yeah. but like they're heavier. And then like, I mean, I'm just the dashboard, right? So my 95 F-150 to the windshield, is probably like that. But these new vehicles, it's like, like I can't oh, even yeah. fit on this. 
so how much crap are we shoving underneath that dashboard do it that we really need to i and that's my that's my hypothesis is they're just stupid weighed weighted down and heavy and everything well and like you know you start thinking about safety and like okay now you've got door bars where the doors weigh 85 pounds a piece where your doors may weigh 55 pounds because they're just steel you know now they've got yeah. all these door bars and all that kind of stuff and all of the extra components that go along that Airbags. you just don't have yeah like, so one thing that i don't talk about much is hypermiling. i think it would be really fun to dive into that some you know like with tuning a car to for its you know most efficient but that that comes with coast to coast kind of uh kind of driving which is also a an interest of mine so it'd be it'd be cool to be able to see at 75 or 80 miles an hour what kind of mileage you can get out of a well prepped you know i, I would venture to say late eight or see late 90s ford thunderbird with a you know late model 27 turbo like if it would handle that kind of uh abuse at 100 for that kind of time you know like what kind of mileage could you get out of that car? You know, I think we'll see a lot of people kind of leaning that way too. And the hard part is with as good as Facebook is and Instagram is, is showing what you're into to you. I could be into that and see everything about that next week, but you're maybe into something different and you don't see any of the stuff that I get to, you know, it's, it, I think that's probably a big difference where you had eight car magazines when we were kids, you know, now you have eight, thousand car groups that are talking yeah. about different stuff yep some of that stuff gets pretty scary too when they <laughs> those algorithms start lining things up for you yeah oh yeah dude there's been so many times where i'm like man everybody is building a death cart and then you really step out and look and you're like there's three of us within three states i guess really not everybody is building one <laughs> uh 815 says i look at ev swaps as a business opportunity personally uh, like building a small rear-wheel drive vehicle uh, Miata, for drift or burnouts i think it'd be really cool the the struggle i feel like you would have is anything that you know until the battery technology is better you're going to have a hard time you know campaigning a real electric car you know but once once the battery technology is better with regenerative regenerative braking and things like that maybe uh, you could go a, a little longer. Well, that. and then like, you know, the big thing right now are the electric, the electric motor truck scene, you know, like yeah. Rivian and stuff. And I saw some study out how after a tow test, the tow test, uh, or maybe it's the new lightning or something, but it basically proved to be a 60% drain on the battery. The battery drains 60% faster. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, that's the only thing that I think is the, that's another reason why, like I said before, why it's not the only solution to help fix the problem that we're in. Like we yeah. find it's a fine alternative for a lot of applications and it makes sense, but it's not the only one. And that's, that's my frustration with the whole conversation is nobody seems to be talking about what else it's always yeah. this pinning one versus the other. It's like, ah, I hate change. I just want to know what I know. It's a gas only. And then it's, <laughs> then it's like, Hey, you know, let's come eat some granola with me. It's electric vehicles only and it's like yeah no i mean neither of them are perfect and like yeah. we're gonna we can't keep guzzling the gas out of the ground like it's not gonna last forever um yeah. I don't know. i've always at been some, a big fan at of, some like, point the last dinosaur died like right <laughs> <laughs> the, 
you know, I've always been, I've always loved the idea of biodiesel. Like, if yeah. as long as we're going to be in this obese nation that we are, like, there's plenty of fryer grease to go around. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so uh, I found a guy on TikTok the other day, and I don't remember his channel. I thought about it as you were saying something all ago. But he is converting logging trucks, and so it'll be in-wheel motors and a diesel generator. So you still use the diesel engine, but you can run it at the peak RPM to make the most uh convert the most power and then your electric motors are what's actually driving the vehicle so it, it, you know he went into all this stuff and that's that's interesting to me i think the prius and uh honda insight were on the right track with that i just think they packaged it in such a boring car that it you just lost it you know it's almost as if that was another government regulations like yeah you can do it but this thing's gotta look like dog shit like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're like, oh, it's gotta, it's gotta be the best aerodynamics and things like that. No, like, and that's what Elon has right. Like, make it a fun car, make it yeah. fast. People, I mean, what's your commute? Your commute's a little different now, but what was your commute before the job change? Uh, it was thirty-five minutes. So it was like twenty-nine miles, thirty-five minutes. Yeah. So you start figuring if you have a two hundred mile range on a car, let's say two hundred fifty mile range, you can drive almost all week without charging. Yeah. You know, you're probably going to plug it in Thursday night for your drive on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you plug it in Sunday night for your drives during the week. Well, in my but, old commute, the parking garage had charging stations too. Yeah. So. So, and that's a, you know that's a straight EV car. I mean, what could what could the car have done if you had a small one one point three one point five four cylinder and a larger electric motor? Could you have driven all month on a tank of gas? You know, save money, more money for car parts. I've got a coworker. He's got a Chevy Volt or Bolt. I don't remember which is which, but it's the it does that. It's got a gas generator motor. Like yeah. it's, um, but it, I've ridden in it a couple times, and it's kind of weird because it's like you know because super dead quiet. But then when the motor kicks on to charge, it's it's running at a high RPM. But you're like, you know, you're seeing this with all respect. <laughs> fluctuating things and it's just like you can hear like you know you're like what is going on here yeah you pull up to a stoplight it's like four thousand yeah. rpm oh god <laughs> try to launch it straight pipe that baby let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah 815 thanks for derailing us on the ev hey jackass. like a hater pipe right like just the, <laughs> the, the, just right out of the hood screw yeah. it let's go <laughs> screw you greta <laughs> Look at me, I got an EV. That'd be great, man. That that would be the way to go. I think it would be fun to see kind of the conversion, but you're right. They, it's like, you know, hot rod scene is big gas or electric. You know, there's a company in, uh, I think it's England, that's uh, called uh, Ava Electric, AVA, and they're taking old cars like Ferraris and Land Rovers and uh, Defender 90s and things like that and doing like a full EV conversion. It'd be cool to see that as a, as a gasoline hybrid type setup, you know? Well, here's another example, right? Like, so natural gas, for instance, my, um, I have a buddy of mine, I graduated or high school and college with, and then he went on to go into the oil business. He got his master's and he's in the oil business and lives out in the Permian basin area, you know, like Midland area of Texas, like West yeah. Texas. And we drove out there a couple of years ago to visit and it was actually a route 66 tour we were doing, but we, diverted to go visit him and you see all these oil fields and you know they got the these flames burning and so we were asking about like why what's the deal what's the deal with all the just these flames burning out in the open and he goes oh well that's um 
you know, that's the, the byproduct natural gas that's being produced by all these oil wells. And um, it's like the most efficient use of it is just burning it right then and there. It's like, cause they, there's so much of it. Like we can't like, and it's like, so there's, there's another resource that we could be fueling our cars with, right. That's plentiful and exists somewhere but we're not figuring out how to capture it right so that's like the example of like i i get sick of the conversation of gas versus electric when it's like why can't somebody be spending time like coming up with a clever way to like capture that resource that we're just right now we're just it's too expensive for them to bottle up so we just burn it just for the sake of burning it yeah yeah that doesn't make sense that and maybe we'll see some of that in the future i think that once once people have been used to what it is because there were a lot of cars early on you know teens and 20s that were electric but it just became cheaper to produce gasoline engines once they figured it out like are we in a stage now where you know the next 10 years we're figuring out electric you know and the next 10 years after that's going to be natural gas i mean there's already tons of companies that run natural gas rigs for their fleet stuff like why hasn't that taken off yeah well my first exposure to fairmonts ironically were my cousins and my uh my uncle worked for the city wichita and so every time there was like a a mass sell-off of properties he would always buy like cars off like the fleet and stuff and uh back then in the late 80s early 90s uh he he had like two maybe three four-door fairmonts that were all propane powered fairmonts they were all in line six and so we always joked they were you know no my cousins hated driving them they were slow and you know you had the only fill up at home from the propane tank but it's like look and it like rock crawlers use it rock crawlers love to do propane powered stuff because you know if you tip over there's no like like gas isn't spilling everywhere right like like gasoline so i don't know it seems like just like the electric vehicle was killed like in the 90s you know suspiciously it's like why didn't somebody keep working on perfecting and making better like yeah propane fuel technology you know yeah uh streetcar chronicles says uh, god i hope not i don't know what he was referencing there he said i don't mind the electric stuff but there needs to be a place for both i feel like they're going to kill the combustion engine altogether and and that's what concerns me too or gas will become so expensive um that you just you won't be able to enjoy your gasoline engine because they'll have you know taxed it out of the the market or they'll you know slow production so they push ev stuff you know what's funny is you always feel like and this is probably a little more political than i'd like to be but you know at the end of the day all everybody is pushing their own kind of deal you know so they may be really oh ev is the way to go you know and so as a politician you can make changes and you can push for that you know very strategically I also think what we lose sight of as much as I've traveled internationally and driven internationally, like we have it so good here. Like gas is stupid cheap compared like when we went on our yeah. Iceland trip, I mean, I don't know, you're probably it's probably in the eight dollars a gallon range is what we were talking. Same as like Australia a decade ago. And it's like and then the other thing, like when we traveled to Europe, uh, a lot more diesel cars, but like when I drove through Italy and seeing how many people drive there, it's like, quit, quit making this out to be that the environment's being crapped on because of how many Americans drive. Like the Italians are just as bad. And then 
my day job is architecture and honestly the construction industry consumes way more oil than the automotive yeah. like everybody just knows it's the most common to everybody what you know is yeah. is everybody drives everybody knows someone who drives a car right but the reality of it is is like it's the at best number two or number three like worst part of it so if we focused our efforts in the right spots like and figured out how to transport material and and, and yeah. make materials cheaper or i mean consuming less petroleum like we could have a much deeper longer harder effect than than i mean don't get me wrong it's not like the automotive industry should just stop what they're trying to do altogether. <laughs> right. we, we need to be attacking it from all ends but yeah but there, yeah. there's a, there's a lot more ways a lot better ways to uh to uh, attack that problem than making gas expensive and making ev the big deal uh gary mathis on youtube says uh uncle tony's garage feels like the government has intentionally screwed up the auto parts market and they, they probably have a, a big uh you know stance in that and Again, it goes back to uh, people have their their agenda they want to do because it's yeah. important to them. You know, I, you uh, know, none, none of us really know, right? But I don't think that surprises me one bit that un of all people, Uncle Tony's garage has a perspective like that. I guess. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get off of that stuff. Let's talk about fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, I feel like we were on that a long time. Just because e uh, electric vehicles and hybrids, uh, really hybrid technology, interests me very, very much. Um, I think that. To, to me, when I sold cars, I was our leading technology, you know, hybrid technology sales guy at Toyota. And it's because I, I really like that. I think that makes sense for a lot of folks. It would have been interesting to see what GM could have done with the Tahoe setup, you know, where they had the, the hybrid setup in the Tahoes and Suburban. I think that would have been cool, uh, maybe in some Camaros and stuff like that. But uh, what else do we want to talk about? Let's talk about fun stuff. Let's talk about the future of the channel, of your channel, um, which maybe you hit on a little bit with the truck. And then uh, let's talk about the rat rod, though, because that's near and dear to our hearts. I love rat rod stuff because they're so individual. What are you kind of thinking? Do you have something kind of picked out? Do you have a year range you want to start with? Um, no. Well, you know, one of our common friends in Central States Automotive YouTubers, Chad Ehrlich over at uh, Nobody's Show, he has that killer yard so i picture myself just um i mean i'm i'm always the guy like i want to i don't want to make things harder for myself than they need to be so i know not probably all those trucks out there have titles to them so i would probably narrow it down first by like hey which one is of these do you have titles for and then yeah. start and then go from there and make a selection out of that but um yeah again crystal ball if we're, we're projecting out like Ultimately, I look at YouTube at this point in my life as like a, a pre-marketing wing to mm -hmm. something else, you know, and I think a lot of people should think of it that way. Like you can make money off of YouTube, but I think that strongest um, application is when it's like, you know, you're creating your own advertising for, for yeah. some other product that you're making. And, and I think ideally I'd like to uh, I have this business model of uh, here in Kansas, like so there's old grain trucks and everybody's pasture or shed or, you know, some yeah. are still driving, some are out to rest that they don't have a use for. And so the good thing about it is they have great patinas in, but the, in very little body damage because they get used twice a year. Right. If yeah, still, right. Like, we dust it off for wheat harvest. And then whether you're cutting soybeans, Milo or corn in the fall, that's the second. Or if we got to go pick a plow up from the auction, 
uh, we'll, we'll throw a plow in the back of it, you know, but like yeah. these trucks don't get used that much. And so ideally I'd love to kind of, I want that to be my shtick or my like, you know, go build some, some big time ranchers got this old wheat truck out in this pasture and like go build them a custom, you know, rat rod out of the thing yeah. and, and scrap out. If they got old machinery in the pasture, scrap the stuff out or, or pluck things off of, you know, help them clean up their, their yards and stuff and yeah. build them, build them a custom, you know, <laughs> build them a custom ride too. That's cool. So a lot of the, uh, you know, uh, Steve Darnell was on your, on you guys as a, as a guest. So a lot of his stuff I think would play into that too. That's what I always liked about his channel. Is, yeah. You know, or his show, he was always going in and trying to figure, you know, all that kind of stuff out. Yeah. I think there's something fun about the, the picking uh, part of it too. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, dude. Well, let's let's kind of wind it down. Probably another five or six minutes. What uh, I mean, what's something that we hadn't covered that we probably should mm. should have made a note on? Well, we covered the you know future of the channel, the, the turbo build, the and maybe building everything with six cylinders thing. Um, which, by the way, so if my if my business ever took off, I would probably stop worrying about really what the channel was about. Um, yeah. Like the whole everything's got to have a six cylinder it'd be more about building you know something for somebody else but fun and cool stuff yeah yeah we uh, talked about oh the tacoma okay so if somebody builds if somebody buys my fairmont soon i do i do think um you know to bridge the gap between the the turbo six build rat rod build because winter's here i, I want to be able to park my tacoma in the garage for <laughs> the, for the, harsh, the harshest parts right <laughs> Um, I think to help bridge the gap, I, I'm going to resurrect the rat rod radio flyer for a bit. And then I want to do um, like some off-road bumper builds for my Tacoma. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Well, dude, listen, I really appreciate you coming on. You, you've you've really been a big inspiration for the channel. You've helped, I've, I've asked you tons and tons of stuff. <laughs> so for everybody that's watching, y'all go follow his stuff. Uh, I did not link it in the description. I will after this, uh, but go over find it right now. It's spelled just like it's uh, spelled on the bottom of his thing. I hate thing. that. <laughs> God, dude, it's like backwards. Uh, on the bottom there. So go find that. Uh, I'm going to stay live for a minute and go over some stuff we have for the shop. I just want to say thanks, dude. I really appreciate you coming on. Hey, I appreciate, again, once again, just the opportunity. Uh-oh. Now he froze. Shit. <laughs> Nope, he's not back yet. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> I, I kind of kicked my Ethernet cable. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> but I know I bailed on you a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I had oh, a work right. trip that, that yeah. kind of conflicted with, which I should have told you about off camera, what that was about. But uh, oh, hey. some, we got, someday we I got will. plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a good reason to have either me on you, yours, or uh, yeah. yours back on here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, good luck with the 12 pods of Christmas. This is a good way to start it off, and I appreciate yeah. it. And then um, I just appreciate you, Mike, for being who you are, because I know like from day one, when we hit, like your personality type was just like, you know, by the time we finished the first conversation, it's like, yeah, we just as well had been, you know, following each other for a year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it's a ton of fun. Hey, listen, I do want to see you in April. The second weekend, we're driving from, we're racing Friday at Mocan. We're driving to Sedalia, Missouri for Saturday night, cruise night. And then we're driving back and racing again Sunday. So whatever you got to bring, man, bring the Mustang. All right. I'm sure the Fairmont will be gone by then. Long yeah, long. probably. <laughs> and I wouldn't pass tech in the Fairmont anyway. Uh, well, hey, potatoes. It, it sweats too much horsepower right now. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, dude. Thanks a bunch, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see you. Bye.
All right, guys. So I want to thank Grant. That was awesome. I really appreciate him coming on. Uh, he's a great dude. His channel is awesome. Uh, just so you guys know, I have learned a ton. And I love the offbeat hot riding. I think that makes a ton of sense. Because he's taking cars that aren't necessarily in the spotlight and, uh, and building them that way. Now, let's flip to some other stuff. What the 12 Pods of Christmas means for everybody that's still here. Uh, we're going to be live every day that I can be. Uh, I guess I can talk to the camera and not at the uh, at the screen anymore. So we're going to be live every day that I can. If there is a day, I have one or two guests that have committed to being backups in case some of the folks that we've committed uh, aren't able to do that, to uh, to be on for some reason. The, let me pop in here and get you my list. It's ever-growing. We are currently looking. I've got about eight different people I have messages out to right now that I'm trying to to get to commit to the 20th, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Um, I'd like to hear back from them. There have been a ton of folks in the comments over here that I have now added your name to the list uh, as potential, you know, I, I, I'd like, I don't want to ask too many people and then have to cancel on somebody. So I want to see what these people say. We have it booked uh, every day until the 18th. Uh, Steven is probably going to be on on the 18th telling his story. Uh, Yep. Uh, oh, hey, thanks, A15. I see you said uh, good show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much. Tomorrow night we have Ryan Wing with Streetcar Chronicles. Guys, go look at their channel. Super cool stuff. Uh, the Malibu is probably one of my favorite cars right now. Uh, has been for the last four or five years. It's got, and his Malibu uh, has, you know, Lexan Scoop and just complete streetcar stuff. Uh, he is definitely his channel follows a lot of the streetcar builds a lot of the uh streetcar racing which is a big thing in our our world uh tuesday night we had jason and earl excuse me who were drag and drive competitors on rocky mountain race week 2.0 and then we have um they are also trailblazer ss owners both of them have trailblazer ss so that'll be kind of cool to kind of dive off into that being that the new daily for me is a trailblazer 4200 so i've asked staying on the trailblazer thing the 4200 atlas series if you've watched richard holder for a while he's done a full build on that that is in the new 04 trailblazer that i'll daily um, so it's it's interesting to watch him build that and then also i've asked calvin nelson and his dad to be on uh, one of the four nights that are available so i'm waiting to hear back his channel is nivlack 57 if you could drop over to Nivlac 57 and make a comment on some video that you'd like to see him on our podcast, I think that would maybe help uh, nudge that along. The struggle I'm having as we get closer to Christmas is people's schedules. It's hard to, that's why we stopped on the 23rd and actually started today was because I wanted to have the chance that we weren't going to run into 12 days, 12 pods of Christmas on the on christmas eve because we don't want to do that to folks for sure that makes it uh, hard matt monroe uh is going to be on wednesday night the 15th uh, yeah wednesday night the 15th he's uh, i have here my notes he's a moparian uh, so that'll be kind of interesting to talk about mopars with him we helped him put together a gen 3 hemi he actually did all the work i stood there and watched and uh gave him pointers from my shitbox ls builds uh, which have never been down to the block. So I was basically probably giving bad advice. Uh, then Thursday we have David Williams, 
who's a cannonballer. Uh, he participated in the musket ball, which is the 50th anniversary of the cannonball. It was with cars less than 100 horsepower. So they competed in that in a Jetta wagon that was made up like an organ transplant uh, or organ transport vehicle. Super cool idea. Uh, so they all ran across the country. There's 27 cars. The Bryce Mays and Matt Dennison podcast was on. Uh, the musket ball thing that Gonzo Prius was on telling that same story as well. Uh, Carl Balzer, Bowser, sorry, Bowser, B-A-L-Z-E-R, of Hidden Motorsports is on 1217, whatever night that is, Friday, I think. Uh, he has Klaus the Barbarian. If you've watched the channel for a while, you know that we parked next to them at Cletus and Cards in Indy. That car makes 1,200 horsepower, twin-turbo LS. Uh, a lady ran over the top of it a couple months ago. They completely rebuilt the car. Same BMW 3 Series chassis, or different BMW, but uh, 3 Series chassis, and just super cool channel. Dude has, I think they've got 11 or 1,200 subscribers. They need many, many more. They attend so many events a year. That car is super cool. And then, uh, so 12-18, I think I'll probably have Steven on, or maybe a panel of guests I think would be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a time I can work in. I've asked too many people to commit to uh, asking anyone else for a minute, but I'd like to have Wasted Talent Fabrications on, and I'd like to have CP the Tool Addict back on. I think maybe 1218 would be a good night for that to do a uh, to do a panel, hour, hour and a half, two hours, something like that, talking about turbos and nitrous and things like that. I'd like to have a, uh, like to have a, a full setup that we can run folks through. Uh, as they can come in. 1219, I need your help big time. Lyle Barnett is a uh, inspiration of mine. He is a total badass. I've been after him for a couple weeks to get him on. Uh, we've we've had some scheduling conflicts. He actually wasn't going to race the Snowbird Nationals and ended up getting a ride. So he went to that the night he was supposed to be on here. So they traveled down. I'd love Lyle Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T. If you could tag him in some social media posts, asking him, you know, hey, heard you were going to be on 1219. Can't wait to hear your story. Something like that. Really get him hyped up. Um, he is, he's an awesome dude. He races super fast cars. He races street cars. He's built all kinds of stuff. So I would love for him to be able to tell the story to all of us. Uh, and then that leads us into the 20th, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Uh, we may end up doing another panel on that. And then the last bit of info here I'll go into, and then uh, I'm going to shut it out. Uh, yeah, Wasted would be a great, sorry, Rich Rich GT350 said Wasted would be a good uh, good guest. I, I think his stuff, I've been watching a lot of his stuff lately. He's building the LS Swap 350Z. I think that'd be a cool build to follow along with. Um, last thing I want to talk about is I got booted from Facebook, as I said earlier, uh, for my comments to 815 LSX Swaps. I have... It really pissed me off, like pissed me off so much that I, I may not go back to Facebook for a while. I found a new app called Throttle, T-H-R-O-D-L-E, D is a dog, and I've been posting over there. It's a very small automotive app. Uh, they have big things coming. We've been messaging back and forth, or I've been messaging back and forth with the, the founder lady who is actually European, and so... What they have planned for that is uh, is really neat. And I think it's, you know, a lot of times we keep Facebook because of the groups, because of Marketplace, excuse me. And uh, I think that may be able to replace most of that. It won't always be as big as Facebook because it's automotive only. But right now would be a good time for you to get in because it is so small. 
you can make a big dent and be a, a big uh, contributor to that app. So Throttle, T-H-R-O-D-L-E. I'm on there. Obviously, it's under Narc Selected Customs. Uh, right now, they'll only let you post videos that are one minute long. So that doesn't quite work for bringing our podcast and live streams over there. But they have an update that will land in January that she says should fix that. So hopefully we can do some of the podcasting and live streaming like this over on Throttle as well. So that's it for me. Um, we've got a busy, busy week. We have we had a Christmas parade Saturday night. We've got Tour of Trees on Wednesday, then the Matt Monroe podcast right after that. So thank you so much for staying. I appreciate it, guys. We had a, a ton of fun. Yes, 815 asked Throttle, and he spelled it right. I'm going to put it here on the screen for everyone watching. Everybody that's listening to this as a podcast later on, it is T-H-R-O-D as in dog, L-E, Throttle. Pretty cool setup. Um, there's, I think, sub 1,000 users right now. So it'd be really cool to uh, to jump in early. So Cortez, I saw you earlier, bud. I meant to say, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, we were trying to run through there. Grant is a, a super cool dude. Um, his channel really pushed me to start going, you know, uh, I would say hard on Narcoleptic. Um, just really good content, well-edited videos. He's helped me a ton with our editing. So, all right. That's it, guys. I'm out of here. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow night. Man, this is going to be – we're going to cross 100 podcasts during this trip. It's going to be It's going to be wild. I hope you guys are ready. I'm going to be working. I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to be working on the backdrop here. going to throw some Hot Wheels and some signs. Be watching on Instagram. I'll be posting uh, all the updates all day. All right, bye.